Entrepreneur on Fire 456. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in selling mobile apps. If you're interested in creating mobile apps for businesses, visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com and create your free account today. Besides fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my three guests today, Tamsin, Jeff, and Dan of 603 Brewery. Guys, I just have one question for you. Are you prepared to ignite? Yes! (laughs) I love it. Jeff, Dan, and Tamsin are the team of three that founded 603 Brewery back in 2012. As longtime college friends and home brewers who met while studying engineering, they set out to design high-quality, handcrafted beers. With a focus on quality and versatility, their handcrafted beer is brewed using the finest ingredients in small batches. I've given our listeners just a little overview, guys. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know each of you. Then give us an overview of your business. We were founded back in 2012. In college, we went to school in uh, southern Massachusetts and uh, started home brewing way back then. Uh, myself, I've been drinking Dan's home brewed beer for a long time and decided to uh, take it to a professional level uh, a couple years ago. So um, here we are today. And the power of three is really what's carried us to this point. Oh, great. And Jeff, give us a little background about you personally. Me personally? Oh, that's scary. Let's see. <laughs> I, uh, I've been working in the corporate world for the last uh, eight to 10 years of my life. And uh, after too many trips to China and um, working for the man, decided to uh, work for myself and actually these guys too. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a short my life in a nutshell in the last 10 years or so. Cool. Well, Dan, take it away. I've been in the process operations field since leaving college. So uh, I was professionally running wastewater treatment plants and water treatment plants for various cities and towns around New England. Um, and then being an avid home brewer. So, you know, when, when we looked at blowing up uh, this brewery process and turning it into a, a functional commercial business, we were able to use Jeff's skill set uh, with his business management, my skill set with the process operations, and then Tampin's skill set, which you can talk to uh, you about a little bit right now. Yeah, let's hear about it, Tamsin. So I, uh, after college, was a quality engineer for a couple of years. Um, I became Six Sigma certified in lean manufacturing and then um, got out of the engineering world to do some consulting and then um, started running and managing a retail business, which has turned into brand management and marketing for me. Um, so when the guys had the idea to start the brewery, you know, we each kind of fell into our own little niche almost instantly. You know, Jeff with the business side, Dan with the brewing and beer and processing side, and then myself with the marketing um, and brand and logo design and everything to kind of pull the team together. 
So Fire Nation, as you're well aware, I strive to make each interview that we have here at Entrepreneur on Fire as high of audio quality as possible. And all three, Jeff, Dan, and Tamsin, are coming in great audio-wise, but there is some background noise, which in this situation, I personally love because you are listening to a brewery in action in the background. Every time you hear a chink or a thump, that is actual work being done. And we've done a couple of these interviews in warehouses that really come across pretty cool for that specific reason. So you're listening to entrepreneurs who literally just took their gloves off, stepped in front of a Mac Air, and are now giving this interview. So we're having some fun today. And Tamsin, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. And I know you guys have a unique and personal one today. So share that. Our quote that we live by is only one freak out at a time. (laughs) Um, There's three of us. And that literally was something that we wrote down the first couple days when we started jotting notes about um, starting a brewery. Because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And there's a hundred things you can freak out about. And so amongst the three of us, we have just, this is a law. If someone's starting to freak out or get overwhelmed or stressed out, the other two have to hold it together completely. You can't show signs that you're, you're weakening. You just need to be strong. And it's made it so that we each literally almost take turns on who gets to have the meltdown and the freak. And, um, but it's also kept us stronger because it makes it so like, all right, well, you know, Dan's having his day today. It can't be my day. I have to hold it together. And no, we have not kept track of who has the most freak out. I was just going to ask that. (laughs) (laughs) But Jeff, I am going to put you on the spot here because we love stories here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So give us an actual on the ground story of a recent freak out and how you guys handled that. Oh, boy. Well, I'll give you the original freak out. I had just returned. This is before the brewery actually started and kind of laid the groundwork for the uh, success quote that Tamsin gave you. Um, we were all sitting around a campfire one night and actually at my house. I had just returned from a trip, a uh, 10-day trip from China. So I was a little out of it and um, really wanted to do something different than be traveling in China all the time. So uh we, uh, we talked a little bit about it, and I had uh, a, a mini nervous breakdown saying, we, we have so much talent in this team. we got to come up with something to, uh, to make this work. And, of course, uh, the brewery was the answer. But uh, I had to have a freak out in order for that to come out. <laughs> I think it's a great lesson because as entrepreneurs, guys, we need our freak out sessions every now and then. It's like hitting that refresh button, hitting that reset button and allowing us to really refocus on what's important. And just like how eating right and exercising can really burn off that stress every now and then we just need to let it take over for a couple of minutes and then shrug it off and move forward. So Great lesson, great takeaways from that success quote, guys. And now let's move into the first real topic of today because your audience here today, guys, are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, literally around the world that are looking to start businesses in such a wide variety of niches. And that journey is fascinating for so many people. And your journey is going to be fascinating for so many people. But just like we have successes and aha moments, we also have failures, challenges, and obstacles. So Dan, why don't you start us off now with an early failure or an early major obstacle that you guys had to overcome. Tell us that story and the lessons you guys learned from that as a team. 
I guess, well, basically, one of the ongoing obstacles that you have to learn early on, you put your product out there, some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it. And, and the, both of those sets of people are going to leave reviews online. And, you know, it's a personal touch. This is something that you handcrafted, you made yourself, and you poured yourself into. And if somebody criticizes it negatively, you know, it, it does. It, it cuts a little bit. So you have to learn to uh, get some thick skin and learn how to take those criticisms. And then keep reading because <laughs> as long as you're doing something right, you should have as many people loving it and more so. Um, and, and that's 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 a, a I think something that we've all taken away is you got to get some thick skin and you got to keep your head down. You got to keep moving forward. Because you really do. You hang on every word. It's hard because you got to really balance it and then also have thick skin that when, you know, because sometimes you might get a bad review, but it's just because that's not that person's preference. It has nothing to do with what you actually created. Well, Tamsin, let's take this aerial view that Dan just went over and really bring it down to an actual story. Let's hear of a time that you guys were harshly criticized. I mean, you're sharing that that happens all the time. Let's hear an actual story, how you reacted to it, and the lessons you learned from it. It's a beer that we created um, that's actually one of our more favorite beers. Um, it's a white IPA, and it's white because we brew it with wheat. Um, but we don't use um, a Belgian yeast. They criticized us in that we weren't using that yeast to ferment the beer with because it leaves a, a significant uh, our customers were confused you know it leaves a, a banana flavor um into the beer and so um but that wasn't our intent our intent was to create the beer exactly how we had created it it uses a little bit of a wheat and it is an ipa which is an india pale ale so um you know we called it a white ipa now that people can try the beer in our tasting room and you know and hear the kind of the story behind the beer it's not as much of a confusion and then they typically love the beer. But then, um, so for the first little while when the beer first hit the market, there was definitely, um, the road was bumpy because a lot of people, um, were expecting to have a banana flavor or a Belgian yeast. Um, when that, you know, we just didn't we, really specify that. that yeah, we, we basically we failed. We failed to communicate exactly what the beer, uh, was intended to be and it sure felt like a failure especially after reading some of the reviews um but you know it just goes to show that uh, the 20 percent of people who love that beer are the ones we should be focusing on as opposed to the 20 percent who criticized us because of the name of the beer something that i love talking about here in entrepreneur on fire that I haven't brought up for a while is that 20-60-20 rule. And I'm really glad that you guys brought that up. And 20% of people are just going to be huge evangelists of your brand. 20% of people are always going to be negative and quote unquote haters of your brand, where 60% of people are going to be where you are looking to expand your current 20% into. So you're right, by really focusing on who your evangelists are and really making them incredibly happy and want to spread that even more into the other 60% is where the focus should lie, not on those 20% that you're probably never going to convert anyway. So great lesson to take away from there. And Let's move into the other end of the spectrum from this 
challenge that you guys faced, which was a beer that was released that didn't get the kind of recognition you initially hoped for at the beginning, at least from that 20%, into an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point during this journey with 603 Brewery. So Jeff, why don't you take this away? Why don't you share with us a light bulb moment that you guys have had as a team, as a brewery, and what steps you took to really turn that aha moment into success? Well, I already touched on it earlier when I talked about that campfire. It, it really was our aha moment. We had, we've been doing home projects together for for years, and uh, Dan and I have been best friends for a long time. So it um, it was really just uh, that was our aha moment. Sitting around that campfire, saying, "What the heck are we going to do with our lives? We're we're entering our thirties, and uh, we don't want to we don't want to be doing what we're doing." to that day for the rest of our lives. So uh, it was an aha moment when we finally said, why don't we do something together and, uh, you know, play to all of our strengths and take it to the next level, make some money at it in the meantime. So specifically, and this is the important part, what were the steps that you took after that aha moment that turned it into the success? It was pretty crazy. Uh, Looks like Dan has a comment to make, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy because I had another trip planned a week later and uh, it wasn't to China, but I flew down to Texas and in my flight, which was you know a few hour flight, there was about 30 emails going back and forth between Tamsin and Dan and I got off the plane and I was like, wow, okay, this thing just took, uh, took flight and uh, it's definitely on fire. So uh, we knew we had hit on something that worked. Uh, Dan, did you want to add to that? Or? Yeah, I was just going to add that, you know, we, we've worked together as uh, just a team, you know, on a, on a friend basis for such a long time since we met in college. And we've always thrown around different entrepreneurial ideas. And when we finally hit the idea of the brewery, that was an instant aha moment because it really took the skill sets that the three of us had and brought them together into one business focus. Um, and it really did catch fire. Uh, we, we quickly just started research, which we, we researched pretty well, all of us individually. So we researched the heck out of the, uh, the business, the strategy, the market. Um, you know, we knew we were going to be dealing on a local level, on a state level, on a federal level with regulations. Um, so we really all kind of took a piece and dug into the business of beer um, and then just took it from there. See, there's a lot of great lessons to pull out of here because oftentimes the guests that I have on are more talking about the horror stories they've had with past partners. But here you guys have a team of three who each has a different skill set and you each focus on your own personal skill sets to move forward together as a team. And for Fire Nation who may not know, the name 603 Brewery comes because the area code in the second best state in the lower 48, New Hampshire's area code is 603. And <laughs> the best state obviously is 207 Maine where I'm from. But you know, New Hampshire is a very close second guy. So Congratulations on that. But I will say that, you know, the naming was great because a lot of people in New Hampshire are going to resonate with that name 603 Brewery. So why don't you guys speak to that now, the creation of the actual brands, the logo, and moving forward into the actual crafting of that first beer. Like, let's really talk specific actions. All right. So when we, we kind of had it in our heads that we were going to start a brewery, um, we want, we before we created our brand, which we knew had to be strong, we wanted to create our niche. Who are we selling to? Why are we selling? Why would they want to buy from us? Um, so we 
looked around and in New Hampshire, where we are, there's a lot of breweries, but there's no real breweries whose main focus is the state of New Hampshire. Um, You know, there's some fantastic breweries in our state, um, you know, but some are in the mountains, some are on the, you know, Portsmouth on the water has fantastic breweries over there, but they're seacoast based. And, you know, some parts of New Hampshire don't always get represented by, you know, businesses on the other side of the state. So we, we were just looking around and we were like, you know what? A fantastic niche would be the state of New Hampshire. Um, so we kind of, we batted around names. Um, Granite State Brewery was a name, um, but there's Granite City Brewery in Chicago. So that was, you know, very close. And then um, we were just looking for things that in two seconds covered the state of New Hampshire. And one thing that stands out above all else is the area code. There's only one area code here. So we actually, based solely on that, um, we were very surprised when our lawyer came back to us and said there's never been a business named 603 Brewery. And we're like, all right, let's do it. So we registered it, um, started working on the logo right away because that was something that was kind of under my umbrella. Um, The logo, about 30 revisions later, had everything we wanted. It was clean, uniform, had our business name on there, had the state on there. Um, to us, it was, this is instantly New Hampshire. This is our brewery, our brand. Um, every now and again, we still get people asking us if it's Vermont. (laughs) We're like, no, it's New Hampshire. Um, so for us, it, it was really just building the blocks. And then as soon as we got the logo put together, we started doing the beer names. Um, most of our beer names are from some part of New Hampshire, um, well, they're all from New Hampshire. Some of them speak to New Hampshire as the whole, like one of our red IPAs is called the ninth state because New Hampshire was the ninth state to sign, um, into the union. Um, then we have some, um, we have a rye pale ale that's 18 mile ale because the state of New Hampshire has the shortest coastline of any coastal state at just 18 miles. So we've, we've put a lot of thought into just being proud of where we live and to be local to where we were trying to sell our product. So I want to speak to the niche real quick, Tams, and before we go any further away from that, because it's so powerful for entrepreneurs to realize the importance of niching, because so many entrepreneurs make the mistake when they first start off to wanting to have this wide open niche. Like a lot of brewers would say, well, we don't want to niche ourselves down to New Hampshire. It's not even that populated of a state. We want to serve everybody. But then they're resonating with no one. So you guys knew that you could really niche down and dominate a market like New Hampshire and really identify yourself with that state and have people have pride to resonate with your brand. And then when the time is right and you have that base built, then it's time to move outwards and to expand into other areas. And you guys have set yourself up great for that as well. So Jeff, why don't you kind of take it for a second and share with us, once you had all of that in place, what were the next steps to really start getting those first beers to the lips of consumers? I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but New Hampshire is either one or two. They might be two this year as far as uh, beer consumed per capita. Yes. Um, yeah. So when- we, <laughs> we were well we were well aware that uh, if people in New Hampshire weren't buying it and drinking it, we had a lot of neighbors uh, vacationing in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a very tourist-centric uh, state. So um, we knew that even if you weren't from New Hampshire – driving up from Massachusetts or over from Maine or Vermont, we knew that 
the name 603 and, and the New Hampshire-centric logo and brand would really mean a lot to more than just people in New Hampshire. So it, it is a niche, but it's also, uh, it extends beyond the borders of, the, of New Hampshire. So, um, and I'm sorry, tying that into getting beer into people's mouths, how did you want me? <laughs> so Jeff, yeah, continuing forward with that and establishing this great brand, what was that next step to actually start to get the beer out into uh, the yes. consumer? So once we had established the concept for our brand, it was then a matter of getting the beer on the road and, and out to our customers. And that, that kind of fell on my shoulders for the most part. Um, once the beer got into a bottle, basically uh, it was labeled and, and I set out on the road packing my car with 20 plus cases and <laughs> literally cold calling accounts and saying, would you like to try our beer? And fortunately, we're in a time where the craft beer industry is pretty hot right now. So uh, it wasn't extremely difficult to uh, have these people willing to try our product. And by these people, it's, it was mainly specialty beer stores. And I know it differs from state to state where you can sell craft beer. But in New Hampshire, we have over 50 specialty craft beer stores where people, uh, craft beer enthusiasts, will go and seek out the new local brands. So uh, when people from Massachusetts or, or especially New Hampshire would come into one of these stores, they would see the New Hampshire la label and say, wow, something local, something small, a craft beer that's it really uh, attracted them. So it was a fairly easy sell, but uh, it was all self-distributed, uh, mainly by myself driving around the state doing cold calls. So one thing I want to point out to Fire Nation right now is that this is a story of three friends who weren't totally psyched about where they were in life, about what their future looked like it was going to bring. So they set out to create something that they were passionate about. They combined forces and skills, moved forward, and created an amazing product, and then went out and started cold calling, reaching out to the distributors and sharing their high quality products. So if that doesn't inspire you, Fire Nation, I don't know what will. And Dan, what I want to do now is move around the circle to you and bring things to current times because you guys have a lot of exciting things going on right now. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you today. Yeah, I'd say the biggest, uh, the biggest thing we get to share now is we just moved into a brand new location. Um, we started up in a town called Campton up in northern New Hampshire um, in a small, just small, uh, small facility just to get our beer kind of going and off the ground. And as of about three months ago, we moved into a brand new location. Um, geez, I don't know. It's probably close to four or five times the size of the old location. And um, it's just fantastic. We're, we're down here in Londonderry, New Hampshire now, and we're right off the highway. And uh, we get new equipment in by the day, and we uh, just ordered a, another brand new brew house to um, expand our uh, capacity, our production capacity, by about four times. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's very exciting. Everything's moving so fast right now, um, and you just got to keep keep moving with it. Wow! And that's honest. That's honestly the best part about this whole thing is when you come in every day and look around. We have employees. You know, we have people, we have fans, we have beer on the shelf. And that's all something that just a year ago, a calendar year ago, didn't even exist. You know, we, we were getting there. We had, I think, just got our first order of labels like a year ago. But on the whole, when you look around what we've accomplished in the year, 
um, not to brag or toot around horns or anything, but it's just, it's so amazing what we've created from nothing, you know, a little insane. Yeah. (laughs) Tamsin, you have every right to be proud, to brag, to toot your own horn, because that's exactly what you guys have created. You've created a real high quality product off of an idea. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Look around you. Look at the employees that you've brought jobs to. Look at your clients who you've brought great products to. So it's unbelievable what entrepreneurs can do in this society. And Jeff, let's finish it off around the circle with you and share with Fire Nation before before we enter the lightning rounds, what's your proudest moment? Actually, uh, opening night here in Londonderry was one that uh, it's hard to say proudest ever as far as the business is concerned, but it's definitely one that's most fresh in my mind. Uh, I had no idea, but uh, my former co-workers showed up and, and showed some great support for me on opening night here in Londonderry. And uh, my aunt and uncle, who I haven't seen for a couple of years, they showed up unexpectedly. Uh, it was just great to see how much support just came out of the woodwork. And, and it just it meant a lot. And nothing against our former location, but uh, we didn't have that amount of support up there. And, and to have it here just makes us feel at home. Wow. Well, congratulations to you guys. And we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of mobile apps. When I go out for my morning walks, I love taking my phone with me so I can utilize my Stitcher app and my podcast app from iTunes. Plus, all throughout the day, I'm using tons of other apps like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, I even use my favorite retailer's apps to keep up to speed on special deals. Having these apps at my fingertips let me know that these brands care about me as a consumer and they want to make my life easier. As I'm sure you're well aware, mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in being a provider of mobile apps for your customers. So if you work with businesses who might be interested in a mobile app for their business, no matter how big or small, I've got an exciting company for you to check out that can help you make it happen. Business Apps. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. There are several things that hold us back from becoming an entrepreneur. After doing over 450 interviews with today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs, I can tell you that by far, the number one thing holding people back is fear. Fear is followed by several other factors, lack of confidence, not knowing where to start. But in my personal experience, something that I see holding people back every single day from launching their podcast or website or business is design. Don't get me wrong. Design is very important for your business. Your design is oftentimes people's first impression of your business. It shouldn't be something that holds you back from launching that podcast or website. It's something that you can get started on today. At 99designs, you'll have several professional designs to choose from within just a few days of requesting your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to start your design project today and get a $99 power pack of services free. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan, guys? Yeah. Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> Dan, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
this is a story I actually like talking about because it was explained to me once as golden handcuffs. Um, we were all going down different career paths. Uh, we were all individually successful doing what we were doing. We had good salaries, good benefits, very good job security. You know, we were the classic in the classic safe and comfortable bubble. Um, and in a time where the economy hasn't been doing that great, you know, that was a nice, comfortable place to be. But ultimately, it just wasn't enough for us. Um, we really still had that entrepreneurial spirit where we wanted to build something of our own um, and, and see it grow and see how far we could take it. And so that's what was holding us back. And that's still wasn't enough for us. We had to we overcame that, um, you know, because we believed in each other. The risk was worth the reward. Love that, guys. Love it. Golden handcuffs. They are so present for so many listeners. Tamsin, what is the best advice you have ever received? The best advice we've ever gotten when we were a couple months in to have or planning of the brewery. I think we had even started creating beer. Um, and we were kind of, uh, we had kind of hit a, a plateau. We, we needed to do something big to move forward, but we didn't know how fast we could take it. We didn't know. So the advice that we were given at the time was um, you need to decide who you want to be when you grow up. And we're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. We've already done this <laughs> and, you know, done that. And it's like, no, as a business, you need to decide who you want to be. Do you want to be a brewery that has, you know, thousands of barrels a year that has a staff of 30 people that can, you know, create and be distributed amongst multiple states? Or do you want to be a brewery that is just the three of you? You guys are working your butts off, but it's no bigger than what you can be because, you know, we've made choices in our business model to prevent us from growing. Um, so it was, it was a rough couple of weeks when we were given this advice because we really had to sit back and assess our lives and who we wanted to be as a business, not necessarily just, you know, when we grow up, um, but just who our business wanted to be. And John, that's important because every decision, once we decided and all agreed on who we want to be when the business grows up or when we grow up, uh, every decision that we make is in an effort to get to that point. And it makes it a lot easier to make decisions because you're always focused on that end goal. And mm. I don't even like calling it an end goal because hopefully there's no end to it. <laughs> <laughs> Great insights, guys. And Jeff, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? It works against us, um, but we're all very competitive. So it works for us as much as it works against us. <laughs> um Having three people, we, we play off each other very nice, nicely, but uh, at times it, uh, it, it becomes challenging because we all have uh, managerial skills and, and um, spirits. So, you know, sometimes we all want to take the reins individually. So we, it, it helps sometimes to have some outside uh, influences, some people to talk about and, or talk to about making some big decisions or even little decisions. So having the... Uh, competitive nature equally strong among us is is kind of our worst habit <laughs> powerful no i love that and dan you guys are obviously brick and mortar and you have a physical product that you sell which is beer but let's talk about an internet resource is there one that you guys use like an evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners i'd say the 
biggest help for us has been just working inside of a cloud. What was happening before is we were all kind of working on our own islands. And right. A lot of the time we were we were recreating, you know, the same analysis and the same spreadsheets and the same document. Once we all started uh, putting everything into a cloud-based system, um, then it became a lot easier and a lot more effective because then we started building on each other's work instead of recreating each other's work. Absolutely. And what is that cloud-based system? Well, we use Evernote and we do use Dropbox. And then we also use Skype a lot of times just to, to see each other because we know each other well enough that the look in your face can mean a, <laughs> mean a lot. <laughs> okay, you're having a freak out moment. That means that I can't. I get it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can see it coming. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash 603 brewery. So Jeff, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The book that did it for me, and it's, well, punchline first, it's called Beer School by uh, the guys who started Brooklyn Brewery. Um, it was not necessarily because I'm the biggest fan of Brooklyn beers. I mean, they, they do have some solid beers, but it was more about a story where two guys really came from different industries and decided to get into the beer industry against all odds, and they made it work some way or another. Uh, they actually had to uh, start a distribution service just to pay the bills, and that ended up being a huge part of their business for a good decade, and it still exists. They don't own it, but it still exists. It just goes to show that you may not start off or you may not end up where you, where you plan to be uh, in the beginning, but they made it work through just uh, uh, hard work and, and working together, and, and that kind of speaks to our brand and, and who we are too. Well, and it's also fascinating to really learn from other breweries or just other businesses that are like yours um, because every single one takes a different path and to really just focus on, you know, well, this, this brewery did it this way, but one guy had to go back to work halfway through or this guy started out with this much money, but then he kind of got, you know, flubbed up here. You know, not every story is picture perfect, but it, there's something to be learned from every single business that you ever talk to. Great business model to follow, guys. And Fire Nation loves audio. So guys, if you haven't already and you want to get the audio version, this book may be available, but there are awesome business books available as well. And you can snag one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And guys, you can play hot potato with this as I share with you the last question because it is a doozy and I'm really interested who's going to step up and take this. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, that's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> I'd close the laptop. I'd take the 500 bucks and go down to the local bar and buy a round for everybody. Uh, <laughs> yes. what, you know, what it comes down to is you need to network. Uh, you, need, you need the help of other people and you need to, you know, you, you need to talk to those people. Um, I think everyone, you know, every small business revolves around people and those relationships uh, form the foundations that you need to build your business on. 
Dan, I knew you sounded like a kinder spirit and that we'd be friends <laughs> if I lived in New Hampshire. And I will say this kind of interesting. On episode 300, we flipped the tables and I was interviewed by a past guest of mine. And when this question came uh, to me, I did say, I'm going to take that $500 and buy a bunch of booze and invite people over and throw a party because I believe that it's all about that networking and build the relationships. And what better way to do that than to have some music, have some booze, have some food, and have some fun. So guys, I have just truly enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories that you shared and how you came together as a team is so inspiring for our listeners. I would like Tamsin to give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance and then Jeff, share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. I think the best advice that we can give everybody is to be patient. The business will definitely come to you if you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing, but just not to not freak out. It, it, to be calm and patient is stay the course. and just stay the course because if you know, you're there because you, your love, you truly love what you do, then there's somebody else that does too. But let's also be clear that if you do freak out, make sure you have a team and those other members are not freaking out. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> no, that <helps>. <laughs> yeah. Having a team is definitely one of the only reasons that we've made it this far. Because love it. with any business, there is so much, you know, just so much. And when you think you have your head wrapped around it because you wrote a business plan, you know, it's, well, did you create, you know, for us is, did you create merchandise or did you create labels or did you, you know, all the little things along the way that is so easy to get bogged down and then you lose your focus, which is, you know, not helpful at all. So for us, uh, the team approach was definitely one of the biggest reasons why we've made it to where we are. Well, Tamsin, I love that word focus. The acronym is follow one course until success. And you've put that team together where I know you are going to maintain focus. And Jeff, close this out by sharing how Fire Nation can get some of this great, specially crafted New Hampshire beer. Well, uh, you can learn all about us, uh, and Tamsin can correct me since this is kind of her category, but uh, you can definitely find us on the web at 603brewery.com. Uh, on Facebook, we definitely uh, have all our updates going on on Facebook, as well as Twitter. Uh, and as far as lo- those who are local, uh, we hope to be all across New Hampshire. We just signed with the distributor network, so they are getting our product out to all corners of the state. And uh, mostly in 22-ounce bottles uh, in specialty beer stores, but soon to come, as soon as next month, that'll be January, we will be in bars and restaurants on draft. Do you ship nationally? No, not yet. And the key word being yet, that's, uh, that's a dream or goal someday, but uh, we are going to make sure that our focus is New Hampshire first. Focus. But yeah, I can see that direction being wide open for you. When people do come to visit New Hampshire in the droves that they do, they get home, the fireplace is crackling, and they're going to want one of those great crafted beers that they had back in the great state of New Hampshire. So guys, I just want to say that Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about today at eofire.com. They can click on the archives tab, and 603 Brewery is hanging out or just type in 603 in our wonderful search bar and their show notes page will pop right up. So guys, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, Thanks John. John. Thank you. 
Podcasters Paradise is everything we thought it would be and more. Do you know we have over 350 active members who are sharing their best techniques and tactics in the forum and even connecting outside Paradise to exchange honest reviews in iTunes and be guests on each other's shows? Having a community of like-minded entrepreneurs can make all the difference. Learn about Paradise today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.